Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shireko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shireko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. Fernanda Castillo joins us today to share about her book, One Gray Autumn Afternoon. Let's get to know her. So please wave your hands to welcome Fernanda Castillo. Hello, Fernanda. Welcome. Hello, Susan. How are you? I am very good today. Very good. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Good. And you're enjoying California again still? Yes, I'm enjoying the sun and the heat and everything uh-huh. here. The heat. Yes, the heat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Me too. <laughs> well, what can we do about it? There's nothing we can do. But actually, the title of your book sounds really good right now. One Gray Autumn Afternoon. <laughs> because it yeah. will be a little cooler in the fall. I um, know. This, this started as a novel that you wrote in Spanish, correct? That's correct. And so when did you decide to translate it into English? Okay, when I ended it, um, I decided that it would be a good thing to translate it in, 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 into English because it takes place in Washington, D.C., so, well, or Virginia, which, you know, it's mm-hmm, uh, very mm-hmm. close. So right. I thought that, the, you know, the characters are American and uh, everything takes place here. So I thought it's it's good. It's good if I do it in English, you know. Right. Now, that raises a question for me. Do, do you know Washington, D.C. enough that, that you could write about it? Uh, well, not really. I I went to Washington D.C. for the first time in uh, 1980, 89 or 19. Yeah, yeah, no, 1981, and mm-hmm. I fell in love with the city. I thought it was the most beautiful city in the United States that I had seen. <laughs> right. So, and then my my dad used to live there uh, when he was a kid, so he would talk to me about it and all that. So. It caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Now, the process of um, translating it from Spanish to English, is that a difficult process? It is, because it's not my, you know, it's not my native uh, language. So uh, I, it, I, I tried to do my best, and I had, uh, you know, people uh, uh, look at it and tell me if there were mistakes and all that. But... Uh, I hope it's as good as I think. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, the people that have read it uh, have said that it's it's a, it's a very entertaining novel, so I hope people can enjoy it. Now, you, you also have translation in your work life, don't you? Yes, I have. Uh, actually, I am a translator for dubbing, for, you know, for the... Uh, um, American shows, well, not only American, if they, if they have it in French, but they give me the script uh, or any other. But usually they translate it then into English, and then they give them to me with, uh, with the script. So I do it from English to, into Spanish. And it's not just uh, 
you know, uh, translating like, you know, like you do it every day. You have to adapt the everything because there are uh, dialogues, you know, from TV shows or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. movies that, and you have to try to, you know, to to uh, make the exact um, lip movements and all that. So it's kind of difficult. Or if uh, one of the actors uh, that's at, at the back uh, sighs or or uh, snores or sneezes or something, you also have to write it down so the actors that uh, make the dubbing do all those sounds. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's kind of tricky. Well, I know that that in the past when I've had to do ADR, which is auto, automated dialogue replacement. Um, on, on a show that I may have done, that's the trickiest thing in the world is to get your lip sync right. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And How I, did you learn to do that? Well, as a matter of fact, I have a friend here. She's a dubbing actress. Uh, she is, uh, She's Mexican, and um, she's been, She's well, she's also American now. So, but she's been here for a long time, and she's uh, she's done you know several characters, uh, Mimi Mouse and Barbie and all that in Spanish, mm-hmm. and she knows many people in that business. So she introduced me to uh, to the owners of a dubbing studio in Mexico. I think it's the most uh, you know the, one of the main ones, and uh, they started giving me little things, you know, cartoons and all that, and so I kept on you know, going, and now I've been there since 1996, so it's a long time. That is a long time, and doing bigger and better projects all the time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I've been in many, many, I've done many, many shows now. ER, two, two and a half men, and right now I'm doing Dynasty, uh, many, many, many shows, so I don't even remember how many. Oh, wow. Wow, amazing. So you're now another thing that people might not know. You're also an artist. Yes, I am. I like to paint. I like to make portraits. Uh, usually, they're you know um, with pencil portraits. I and, mm-hmm. and I think I'm pretty good at it. I'm not the best, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sell them? Is it a market for you? Not really. Uh, many people have told me, uh, "Why don't you sell them?" But I just do them, you know, for for me, for for to have fun and uh, be entertained. And if somebody asks me, uh, "Do you want to sell it?" I would, but it's not my main purpose, you know. So, do you do enough that you have to figure out a place to store them? Uh, I've done a, a lot, uh, you know, throughout my life, but. Uh, Sometimes some I I've lost some I kept uh, I got right now I got about twenty or thirty which is mm-hmm. not that, it, there, there, it's not that many but I mean I then I stopped uh, drawing for a, a long time one year or something and then I start again so it's just you know I have to be inspired <laughs> yes <laughs> last, yeah last year with the pandemic I I started uh, drawing a lot almost each week I I did a drawing or something like that. But then later on, I stopped again. <laughs> so that's how I did. You know, everybody, who the pandemic had an interesting effect on people. For some people, it was, you know, it was a chance to clean house and change, you know, fix everything that had ever gone wrong in their home. 
And for others, it was a chance to watch every Netflix title that they've ever, you know, put on the air. For, for <laughs> my husband, you know, for my husband and I, we wound up um, doing, you know, I wound up doing the podcasts, and I also um, did some did some coaching training again. And we we felt busy and productive. We didn't pay a lot of attention to being shut down because of the pandemic. Oh, so it sounds sounds like you did the same thing though that you painted. Yeah, I, I, that's how I spent my, most of my time because also you know I I was not getting any translations because uh, many studios were not yes you know filming so I didn't have uh, any any job to do and so I was doing that and also I also watched many series and <laughs> and movies <laughs> in Netflix. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was just talking to a friend who had she she does um she helps to get the teachers that stay with the children on the set when they're filming. Yeah. And they're not we're not using children in Hollywood right now because oh, no. it's it's too complicated to bring children onto a set. And it's an extra body to have the teacher there so um her business completely collapsed. She wound up touring the country. She just drove from town to town, you know, visiting places. Very, well, very interesting. Yeah, I bet. You're yeah. a big traveler. Did you travel last year? No, last year I stayed home. I was kind of uh, afraid to travel, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been, I've been a little bit around. I, I know... Uh, I used to live in, when I was very young, I, I used to live in San Francisco for three years. Mm-hmm. And I loved that that city. My dad was working there at the Mexican consulate. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, why I wound up there. And then um, I've visit, visited some cities and, you know, in, in the States. Uh, I, I've been, well, I've been to New York, which is, Almost, you know, an obligation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and then Washington D.C., Chicago, and um, then, uh, well, not not that many, but uh, San Diego too, and here Los mm-hmm. Angeles. So uh, that's and also I've been around, you know, I've I've been to Europe and Tahiti and uh, Canada. So I know a little bit of the world. A little bit of it, yes. Well, you, you actually, you, you are here because you have your, you and your sisters have a business here. Yes, yes, we do. We, uh, we buy houses and we flip them and then we sell them. And ah. it's, a nice, it's a nice business. I mean, it's a, you, you create your own little, you know, beautiful place and you, you are proud of it. <laughs> yes, but not so proud that you won't flip it and sell it to someone else. No, well, well, we do sell it to someone else. So, <laughs> so you are now. You also have children now. Where, where are they? Are they in the U.S. with you or elsewhere? No, they are back in Mexico. Uh, the youngest one used to live in Canada for several years, but then he had to come back to Mexico. So now they're both in Mexico. Uh, though they they both want to go and live in Canada, but I don't know how. When that's going to happen. <laughs> How they'll make that happen, right? It's always something else. So yeah. let's let's get into One Gray Autumn Afternoon. Um, what is that book about? 
Okay, it's a um, you know a love story. It's um, about a young man who falls in love for an older woman. That's uh, that takes place in uh, 1992. Uh, at that time, you know, uh, it was not very well seen that uh, an older woman would uh, go for uh, would fall for a younger man, and it's not that well seen. But it's nowadays, it's you know, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he's uh, he falls in love with her, and and, th- and later on she does too with him. But uh, first she's like she doesn't want to because uh, she's uh, she doesn't want to be seen as as you know by people who would uh, judge her or something. She lives with uh, two women who are uh, her friends. And uh, they're all roommates. That's how they meet because uh, the owner of the house uh, is, uh, who's a lawyer, uh, her name is Susan. She is uh, renting one of the rooms. And then this guy, whose name is Matthew, he comes and rents the room. And that's how he falls in love with her when he meets her and all that. And uh, he's a little bit of a jealous man (laughs) also. So there's a little Mm. bit of jealousy. And then you know they they um, they start to be together and all that. But she's always kind of you know not that happy about the age thing. And uh, the um, the friends encourage her. One of the other friends, not the the lawyer, the other one. She is kind of naive and uh, a little bit promiscuous. You have to be a little bit open minded because. There's a, it's not a vulgar story. It's, I, I, I tried to do it a nice thing, but there's a little swearing and uh, a little drinking too. Not, not that bad. <laughs> and, uh, but um, you know, uh, this uh, the, the the naive one. She finally falls in love with someone. She and she also, you know, gets married and all that. And throughout the story, well, there are many things that happen, you know, uh, things in, in the romance, and then there's there's also the, you know, the bad girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, who wants to to uh, to um, have the guy, and uh, she's not happy that he's with an older woman, but uh, well, and at the end, I, I won't say the end because then it. <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a dramatic end. But I think it's a, it's a little sad the story, but it's uh, it's also nice. Does it make you cry? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> Sometimes I like I like a book that makes me cry. It I mean it makes me feel like the, it's really touched me in some way. That that I would respond to the the emotion of these characters. So it's that's that's a selling point for me. <laughs> <laughs> my older sister, I, well, I know it's my sister, and everybody can say, well, it's our sister. But she, the one when she was reading it, and then she comes down the stairs and she's crying like crazy. And I say, what's going on? And she said, oh, it's so so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. It's a really, you know, there's something cleansing almost about a good cry when you read a book. Yeah, you know, there really oh. is. So, 
Also, I want to say some people don't like the, the, the well, they do like the, the main character, the main lady, the, the older woman, but mm-hmm. some get kind of angry with her too. So you have those choices too. <laughs> you can go both ways. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. where is this book available? Well, right now it's um, the uh, publishing, Ex Libris Publishing, they have it. But I am trying to, and, and also Amazon, um, I am I'm trying to republish it in one or two more months. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. But if anybody wants to read it in uh, the ebook, it's in Amazon. It's still the older version. I, that means that it's not, I'm not going to change anything about the story, but it might have some typos, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so uh, be, that be aware. I, yeah, yeah, be aware. Yeah. <laughs> I always hate those typos. You know, we work so hard as authors yes. to want, read and read and review and read and review and read, and they slip by. And you, even after you publish it, you're reading along, reading the book again, and suddenly go, oh, dang, I didn't catch that one. It's yes. so upsetting. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. Really is. Well, you like writing, don't you? I am thinking about writing. It's not going to be a novel if I if I write it. It's a, it's it's like a short story. It's mm-hmm. a, like my sister says it it should be a thriller for what I told her, but it's just a short story. I I have not written for a long time now, so I'm just, you know, playing with the idea and I think I'm going to do it. Well, that's a good idea. Can you give us a tease? It's about a cat. So, <laughs> and a I cat. love cats. Yeah, I love cats too. I have, I, I have one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're so beautiful and uh, they're nice. I like cats, but you know, there's some people that think that, and I don't agree with that. I, I think. It's not true. People who think they're like evil or something and. Uh, well, I, it's going to be something like that, but I don't believe in it. <laughs> ah, I, I know. For me, the, the hardest part about getting used to cats is how independent they tend to be. Oh, they are. You know, they, and so I am, I am very, uh, much as I adore my cat, I'm very tentative about overdoing it. You know, be gentle with this cat. Because you yeah. can really, you, you just never know when they're going to be upset with what you're doing. Exactly. exactly. Yes. How many cats do you have? I don't, but uh, where I'm staying with my sister, she's got two mm-hmm. cats. Uh, mm-hmm. One is really sweet, 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 but the other is kind of, uh, uh, she, she doesn't like to be, uh, you know, cuddled that much and all that. She's very independent. And uh, we also have my other sister and I. We have two dogs. They're, uh, you know, the Dash Hound. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And my dog was sick as a dog last week. And oh. I was really very worried that she had to have some studies done and uh, blood works and all that. She, I thought she was going to die. I was really, oh, my God. Oh, how frightening. Now, oh, yeah. But now she's good. She's doing very well. That's and, great. Uh, the, the the dogs and the cats, you know, they're they they get along. They don't like to be very close. Sometimes they smell each other, but mm-hmm. uh, they they don't play. <laughs> they don't play. 
Oh, it's so funny. I have a German shepherd who's, a, you know, compared to the cat, he's a monster. And he's got these <laughs> big paws. So when he wants to play, that paw's coming down toward the cat. And it makes me very nervous because she's not, the, or he's not that big. You know, he's probably a 10 pound cat. I keep worrying the dog will just, you know, crush him one day. But they they're very friendly. They don't they don't really fight with each other. They just jump around a lot. So it's great. That, I love fine. them. Yeah. You know, I, we have we have stray cats that come in from around us. And, oh okay. And that's very interesting because my cat will go to the windows and chase the cat around the house. Meaning, oh. if the cat moves, he moves the windows, and he just keeps <laughs> going to keep track of that cat. Oh, very oh funny. Yeah, they're delightful. Yep. Yes, yep. They, they, it's they, really yeah. great. Yes. So you have, so you are back in again, out again from the U.S. I, I think you you have some time, and then you'll be back in Mexico. Um, to your regular work because you don't do you do your dubbing up here when you're in the states yeah as a matter of fact because i work online and uh, ah, so okay the, the the you know the the shows that i do i i send them back to mexico they they that's where they dub, make the dubbing thing they mm-hmm. they have the studios there and all that so i really don't work in the states i work for mexico in mexico right. so uh I, I finished, you know, the last uh, episode of dy- of this uh, season's uh, Dynasty last week, and so I'm free now. I don't know when they're going to start again, but I know there's mm-hmm. going to be a fifth season, so I'm going to get oh, ready. Oh, really? For- okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, then it will start to flow. As soon as they start to shoot, you will be busy. Yes, yes. Because uh, I think I think the one the the this season is still going on here in you know mm-hmm. well so so they haven't finished the, the season here. Do they send you the scenes as they finish shooting them, or do you only see them once the whole episode is um, cut together? No, I, I have the the complete show. I mean the complete episode, okay. and I and, and mm-hmm. the script. And then I I start dubbing in you no know, one and so I watch it and I I have the screen because sometimes I do it by ear you know I just listen to it when I don't have the script but it gets kind of you know difficult for me because sometimes I don't know the word or they you know there's a lot of words that in this in the people young people caught and abbreviate or something like lol or something like that and you don't know. I mean, I don't know all the all the, um, the all the words that you make up here. Sometimes, as in you, I, probably you wouldn't know them if you spoke Spanish. And you went to Mexico. There's a lot of you know the, the idioms the, we use. Yeah. So yeah. then I I have to I have to check the script to see if I did not miss anything or something. Well, I can see where where you have actors who ad lib. And it's not going to match the script at all. You know, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> so you have you have to figure that out at that point. Yes, yes, and uh, and it depends also on the show. You know, like when I was doing uh, the, the ER and some other medical shows, mm-hmm. I had to go in online and check all the 
all the you know the medical uh, words and um, things and terms and all that, and it was uh, kind of difficult. But you have to do it if you're doing sure. that that Because work. <laughs> you you wouldn't want to confuse two different operations. Uh, in the course of the, <laughs> the story, that would be uh -huh. horrible. <laughs> no, no, that would be terrible. Terrible. Yes, yes. So I could see where that would be really, you know, not not knowing the idioms that we use or not knowing where some some funny phrase is being substituted. That would be kind of challenging to figure that out. Wow. Yeah, it is because sometimes you know you say something here that's very funny, but if you translate it into Spanish, it's not going to be that funny, and vice versa. <laughs> right, right. That's that's true. I mean, in all languages, they, it's a it's, comedy is so hard to do when you're translating because it it doesn't match. I know the, the <laughs> sense of humor is totally different. Yeah, so how wild. Well, what what would you like to share with your readers um, or the audience here that? that they might want to know about you that we haven't talked about or something about your book that, you know, if it has a message or something like that? Well, it really doesn't have a message, but if you want to find a message in it is that, uh, well, you can, love is always good, even if it's for older or younger people. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, well, I mean, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, a, a 13-year-old with a 30-old man, you know, or something mm -hmm. that that's mm -hmm. right. something reasonable, you know. And mm -hmm. also for everybody, everybody uh, that wants to to be loved and all that, love can be found at any age, I think. That's I think you're right to have that sense of there's always hope of a new love in your life. No matter how young or how old you are, there's somebody around the corner. Yes, yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. Well, that is, I have to say, it's it sounds like an intriguing novel uh, to follow the the life of um, this woman um, and her foray into the younger men. Um, it's kind of it reminds me of my youth. You know, that was something that people just it, it wasn't part of our way of living at that point in time. So. Uh, Very interesting I, to see how you handle it. And, and, I, and all. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. No, you. I mean it's it's okay. It's like how did you handle? You know, see how you handle it is what it's all about. You know, it's it doesn't have to be a, a negative thing. It can be a very positive thing. It all depends on how you write it. So. Yeah, and uh, there's also villains, as I said. There, there's the bad girl. There there are the bad brothers too. And you know, so yes. I think it's entertaining. Yes. It, it, it has its, it its, is entertaining. Yeah, and it has its fun fun points too, and all that. No, it's not a comedy, of course. It's a drama, but it has a you know some points that are funny. I think. <laughs> well, that's the that's the joy of reading a new author with uh, a, a new a new genre. Um, I don't read a lot of romances, but I bet it would be fun to see what you've done. Oh, I hope. Yeah. So, Fernanda, thank you so much for, for bringing uh, the information about One Gray Autumn Afternoon to our attention. Um, there is something so compelling about love stories, even when they are sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, most and, people like romance and love stories, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. They do. 
They really do. It it pulls on the heartstrings, and we like that. And a big thank you to our listeners as well. We've been talking with Fernanda Castilla about her book, One Gray Autumn Afternoon. So thank thank you again, Fernanda. We thank appreciate you, Susan, you. and thanks yes. to the audience, too, for yes. listening. We just appreciate the fact that you've stopped by to, to tell us a bit about your book. Thank you, Susan. Well, that's a wrap for us today. Bye for now, and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shireko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.